from gut-wrenching Pueblo, Colorado, it's another thrilling episode of Carrie Fox Live. Escalating violence by the authorities. And if corporations and big business have their way and they're able to buy our government out from underneath us, it's going to take years to get uh, any, any semblance of civilization back for working people in America. No, I, I don't. I think this is a, a rebellion. I, I think it is atavistic. Nobody knows exactly what it is. They don't know what they're doing. Why are they there? Well, they're just mad. Well, is it right for a Christian just to get involved in a protest of, of anger? I think I can demonstrate that the Occupy Wall Street movement, the progressive left, is not as angry as Pat Robertson just described, because right now, I'm not furious at what he said, okay? I'm not furious. It's Kerry Fox Live, a futile attempt to promote truth and common sense in a world gone mad, mad. Just be in my drunken stupor pontificating upon the hypocrisies of our time. Futilely, in fact, futilely. Yeah, and I can demonstrate that, yes, I am not angry. I'm not as angry as it's um, part of the progressive movement, uh, part of uh, Occupy Wall Street, because I'm not there, but I support it fully. But I'm not, I'm not furious at what Pat Robertson said in that quote that you just heard. Uh, I'm not furious, and that would make make me angry. And then again, remember, okay, now here's why I'm not furious. Here's where I could be furious if I wanted to, righteously so. If you remember the Tea Party movement when it first started and how angry it was and disrupting the town hall meetings, they were angry. They wanted their country back. They wanted their country back. And they were there to holler at the Democratic representatives who had the audacity to side with a black man, Barack Obama. And they were there over health care. They don't want to help anyone on health care. They were bust in by the Koch brothers, who were especially angry, apparently, that a black man became president. And they want him out, man. They want him out. So they're bust in, these people, these angry people, some of them protesting outside of the health care debates, one in which the president participated, who was wearing a gun. Why? Because he could. This is America. I can wear a gun if I want to. I got my phone. But at a health care debate, why not? Walmart, doesn't matter. <laughs> and Pat Robertson, where were you, you hypocrite, you Christian freaking hypocrite? Where were you when the angry people took over the Congress, the House of Representatives, and decided to sabotage America from within? Where were you when these angry people... You were supporting this movement, remember? You supported it. And so now now we have these these nonviolent people, these non-angry people. They're upset, yeah, they're they they're all there for different reasons, but all there because of the economy and economic reasons and for getting the shaft and for Wall Street, the banks, in their takeover of our American government. Takeover of our government, buying off the politicians and just jacking our government right out from underneath us. That's what the corporations, Wall Street, the banks have done. That's what they're doing. 
very small segment of the government still fighting for people, and that's the side we're on. And we're trying to save uh, our country, our government, from this right-wing Ayn Rand takeover, that, this austerity thing, this the tax cuts for rich people bandwagon, all bankrolled by very, very rich people that's going on, that, that we're having the Occupy Wall Street movement about. This is why people are, are uh, upset. They're upset, yes. I wouldn't call it angry. I was a little perturbed when the Oakland PD went in and uh, viciously attacked the Occupy Wall Street movement in Oakland, California. I was a little bit perturbed by that. And you've seen what a difference a day makes. One day. And uh, the mayor is now pro-99%. Isn't that amazing? And and, uh, Pat Robertson with the gall to talk about what a Christian may or may not do after what happened the other day in Oakland, California. That's what a Christian does, right? That's what a hypocrite, double-talking, lying Christian does. I mean, call me something else if this is what Christians do. Because this is not, in my mind, what a Christian would do. Yeah, i got to listen to Herman Cain talk about how the conservatives are very much like Jesus. Jesus was a conservative. Oh, that crap. And now i got to hear what a Christian would or would not do in relation to uh, taking the side of people who attack unarmed, innocent people. That's what how it would happen in Oakland, California. If there was a prison riot... Well, you go in with overwhelming force like that and take them out before it gets too terribly out of control. This, however, was an occupation. It wasn't a riot. You quell a riot, maybe, a violent riot, the way the police approached this the other day. But to attack people in this Christian way, according to Pat Robertson, uh, the people, the the non-Christians in this movement, as he would describe it, I guess that's the Christian thing to do. I don't know. I could be very, very angry right now. Don't you think? I think we could all be very angry with uh, not only this violence, this unnecessary, unwarranted, over-the-top violence that they believe is necessary and that we saw the other day. They've been wanting to do this. They've been itching to do this. They don't want anybody talking about Wall Street. And I guess that it is a coordinated effort from Atlanta to Oakland to New York. And what Bloomberg was at first trying to do, and now... Uh, a turning point. And the question is, or is the uh, movement at a turning point? And the answer is, yes, it is. Because now we're past the point where they can come in with overwhelming force and just indiscriminately harm people like they did in Oakland with an, an Iraq war veteran uh, badly wounded in clashes between, uh, with the police on the streets of Oakland. Uh, he is, however, he was in critical, but now he's awake and lucid. Uh, they said yesterday that uh, Scott Olson is the young man's name. He's a 24-year-old former U.S. Marine, and he was struck in the head during the protest. Well, during I should say the Nazi-like, vicious Nazi-like attack on the protesters the other night by the Oakland PD. And he's been upgraded and uh, has a, a fractured skull. A fractured skull. They think uh, maybe uh, he got hit with a tear gas canister at high speed or a rubber bullet. At high speed. That's right. They fired rubber bu- rubber bullets. They fired beanbag, uh, high-powered beanbags, which is not pleasant. It sounds cute, but it's not the kind of thing you would bring over to the the uh, kindergartners and let them play with. And no, it, it, it hurts you. And so they were using that 
So the only the next step would be water cannons and vicious German Shepherd dogs, like they did in the South during segregation and the protests thereof. And I remember that time. And uh, yes, I do believe the people who did this to African Americans on a regular basis, because they were they were protesting peacefully too, but they were un- assembling unlawfully. And they, you know, of course, they were mostly black, so you couldn't have that. <laughs> But I do believe the people who attacked them on a regular basis every time they tried to assert their rights as American citizens back in the day, uh, I do believe the people who attacked them were Christians. Yes, Christians, uh, Southern Christians, not unlike Pat Robertson and his ilk. Get to tell us what a Christian would or would not do. I think it's common sense. I I think it's pretty obvious what a Christian would or would not do. If someone's not being violent and someone has a beef, you might want to listen to them instead of attacking them with grenades and rubber bullets and beanbag, high-powered beanbags and tear gas and just all that good stuff that they love to use when they get the chance. And here they thought they had the chance. So they attack and uh, they get a Marine. Now this, this young guy, Olson, he had been through two tours in Iraq and it took coming home to the streets of America to assert the rights he fought for in the country he served before he was attacked violently and wounded. Now, he made it through Iraq, apparently, unscathed, and comes home to, to the United States, and he's attacked, and now he's got a fractured skull. Isn't that something? And it wasn't thugs who attacked him, loose thugs on the street, no. It was the authorities who attacked him and who attacked the others. Uh, one lady in a wheelchair. Uh, other people got hit in the head with other things. Just violent, unnecessary crap. Christian crap is how Pat Robertson would term it. It's Christians that, that are doing this. So you could say maybe the uh, mayor, uh, Gene Kwan, who is now on the side of the 99%, by the way. <laughs> She's now on now on their side. Uh, and, and you could say that, uh, yes, it's a turning point, I think, because the extreme example was used and people are outraged, and and this is what Bloomberg may have backed off from a week or two ago. Was it about two weeks ago when he was going to disperse them, but then changed his mind at the last minute? I think it was about a week ago or so. And uh, and and now we've we've got a turning point. So they're either going to go all out violent, or or we've reached a stalemate that was necessary. The uh, movement needs to be kept up. So Jean Kwan learned her lesson, but still should probably resign. For uh, giving the go-ahead to the Oakland PD to attack this guy, uh, Scott Olson, uh, this radical, know-nothing hippie, according to uh, the people on the right who are against the 99% movement, who served two tours in Iraq, and it took coming home to America to be wounded. And so, you know, that that's but these are Christians. These are Christians. They actually support the military. That was just that was just an isolated incident. Wasn't it? No. <laughs> no. They don't run down people. No, they didn't mean to do that. They were after the hippies, not this guy. They weren't after the, the veterans in there or the uh, the uh, handicapped people or the elderly people or the kids who were with uh, some of their parents who had, were at the Occupy Wall Street movement, wherever it may be. No. They're on the side. They're against the hippies. They're against the radical, violent hippies that are in the streets. 
They're not against uh, any of our troops. That's just a mis- that's just a mistaken thing on their part, right? Wrong, wrong. And you remember this guy, the uh, sergeant. He was at uh, Occupy Wall Street at, at Wall Street in New York. Uh, his name uh, Shamar Thomas, and uh, another Marine. And and this is what they see. I guess that this is what the problem they have, that the uh, extreme right wing has, the moneyed interest have, the one percent have. Uh, they 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 got this problem with Marines. Okay, and for, and apparently from coast to coast. All right, because you've got this one guy Scott Olson. He got attacked violently fractured skull by the Oakland PD, and then you've got this guy, Shamar Thomas. He's an Iraq War veteran, also a Marine. Now, he didn't get attacked uh, violently. He was attacked verbally, and you might remember him. This is, this is him uh, after some violence by the police against some women. They attacked women. That's right. They, they tear-gassed, maced, or whatever women who were protesting in the movement. You've got to do that. you got to attack women, uh, protesters. Nonviolent women protesters, and the sergeant Shamar Thomas, an Iraq War veteran, had something to say about that. He was in Iraq for 14 months. This guy, and he's trying to encourage, uh, trying to encourage the police not to be violent. That's it. You see it, baby. They don't lie. Let's go. They don't he has lie. medals on his. Uniform. They don't lie. That's they don't what, lie, tough guy. That's what he's talking about. It's not a war zone. This is not a war zone. These no. are unarmed people. It doesn't make you unarmed. tough to hurt these people. That's right, they're unarmed. It doesn't make you tough to hurt these people. It doesn't. It does not make you tough to hurt these people. <laughs> There's nothing tough about it. Well, he's right. The sergeant is correct. There's nothing tough about it, and uh, certainly nothing being accomplished by it except to protect the very rich people. Uh, and so the sergeant, he's a big guy. He's got medals. He's, got, he's in his uniform. He's back from Iraq, and he's got... Medals on his uniform, and he's obviously seen some duty, some combat over in Iraq, and he's telling the police who are standing there with all of their weapons. Now, they're not doing anything at the moment, but these same police had, had maced or tear-gassed innocent women, uh, unarmed women. Okay, you could decide whether they're innocent or not. They're just protesting, right? But they get maced, they get tear-gassed, they get held down, they get handcuffed, they get hauled off, and just treated very roughly by the police, and they were, they were had just done that, so, in, you know, we're not taking this out of context, they had just got finished doing that, and they were standing there, but who, who would come up to the sergeant, who, who supports the United States, who loves the country, loves the troops, supports the troops, and all that, who would do that, who would come up to this guy, well, he would come face to face with him, but who would criticize this guy for doing what he fought for your right to do? which is protest the way things are done in this country. That is what they, they're wearing the uniform for, right? Wrong. What, what kind of Christian would mock this guy? Now, he's a big guy. You don't want to go up to him and tell him he's wrong, push him around, anything like that. And he wasn't doing anything wrong. He's just telling the police, look, you don't have to be violent. You don't have to attack unarmed women. You don't have to do that. And who would mock and criticize? What kind of Christian would mock and criticize this guy for exercising his right to uh, speak and and to protest. Who would do such a horrible, terrible thing? There's this this uh, great part where uh, I couldn't take it anymore. Ah, yes. There, the, the guy who was like, okay. there's no honor in this. Right. Oh, the These Marines people are unarmed. There's no honor in this. Right. And okay. I'm watching that, and oh. I couldn't take it anymore because the video shows this Marine yelling at the police you have some brutal we're unarmed 
And the cops all have their hands in their they're pockets. They're not doing anything. They're, their hands in their pockets. They're like, right, there was no reason for the guy to be doing <laughs> that. None. None. Zero reason. And see, this is the kind of disingenuous uh, thing that uh, Christ, the Christian right, and I, I don't equate them with Christians, but it's the Christian right. These are the ones, the hypocrites, that, that do things like you just heard, mocking this, this decorated Marine who's back for 14 months in Iraq and is exercising his right to free speech and is uh, talking to the police, the police in New York, who had earlier, just moments earlier, maced uh, and tear-gassed or whatever. I think they maced them, maced uh, some young women who were protesting. And yes, they were unarmed. They were unarmed. All right, so that's not a, a subtle point, I don't believe. They weren't violent and they weren't armed. But they were attacked by the police, and that's what the sergeant, this Marine, was, was hollering about. And there's Glenn Beck, Christian guy, mocking him, along with a couple of other phony Christians who haven't got the guts to stand up to this guy, much, you know, much less do what he did. So that's the Christian right for you. Well, there's been so much uh, going on regards the Occupy Wall Street movement, nationwide, worldwide even, that it's been difficult to keep up with it all uh, in Atlanta, in uh, Oregon. Uh, I guess there's a Seattle Occupy as well, uh, up there in New York, Texas even. Even in Texas, that's correct. And they're having uh, Occupy uh, Oakland, of course. And so everywhere, everywhere there has been something, even here in Pueblo, they've had an Occupy movement here in Pueblo as well, which we've had, had those guys on the phone too. So it's it's everywhere. It's 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 nationwide. It's uh, there was even a, a thing on Google. You could Google it. The lady uh, occupied the tundra, and the lady up there with the Occupy movement standing in a in a field, a barren field with her kids. All right, that's the movement. So the movement's even there, even there. So everywhere, and it's been tough to to handle it uh, news wise. Okay, we're a small outfit. We're not. You know, we're just a show. We don't. You know, we don't have the resources that uh, other shows have we you know this is a low budget thing okay <laughs> but we do have our reporter uh in oakland Les Moore is in oakland and he's going to uh, to give us a status now we've got the mayor changing you know her mind about the movement and the police are sorry and they're investigating and all this stuff uh after the injury to the marine and and uh, so, so we it's worth following up on now that the mayor is planning you know was it to visit the occupy area and so I guess they're going to tone it down against the movement in Oakland after this uh, bizarre, vicious episode. But we do have our guy there. Les Moore is on the scene and can give us a good description of what's going on with the movement in Oakland, California right now. Hey, are you there, Les? Hello? Are you there? Well, I wish I had something to record. Nothing uh, seems to be happening here. Well, it's been a hotbed of activity the past couple uh -huh. of days, you know. I mean, yeah. there's been stuff going on. Well, I... I, I... Well, I don't understand why this is the uh, center of town. Well, we'll have you, I haven't seen Les, anyone do anything. Well, have you asked around? I mean, there's got to be a lot uh, of people there. Well, well, what kind of reporter do you think I am? Of course I asked around. I'm, well, I'm uh, sorry. For one thing, people aren't very friendly here in Oakland. No? No. Well, Les. No, no they just aren't very friendly uh, for some reason, uh, just between you and me, you know. Uh, they aren't very bright either. You know what I mean? Well, what's, what's that? Oh, uh, what, what, oh, that's a, that's the manager of the grocery store. He says he's closing now. Well, what about him? I mean, okay, you, no, no. Uh, one guy uh, called me uh, a hippie oh. and told me to go back where I came from because they don't like hippies here. The hi uh, 
Hello? Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Les. Uh, for a moment, I thought you might be somewhere besides Oakland. Are you somewhere? <laughs> That's ridiculous. I, well, okay, I'm right good. here in Oakland. I, I'm good. at a small grocery store. Okay. This is the Oakland Market. All right. Okay? Right. right here in Shawnee County. Uh, Sha- I can't imagine Les. why anyone Shawnee would be interested Co- in Les. a place like this. Les. Less. 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 What? Did you say Shawnee County? Well, of course. Shawnee County, Kansas. Well, that's it. Kansas is the. It's not the right. It's not the best place to check for the Occupy uh, movement. Uh-huh. Well, we we wanted you to be in Oakland, California. California. Okay. Yeah, California. Well, there's another small town in California called Oakland. Well, not exactly, Les. No. Well, it's a heck of a coincidence, don't you think? Good morning, angels. Good morning, Charlie. Angels, I'm afraid I have some bad news. Turns out, remaking a crappy 70s TV show was a bad idea. Should have quit after the crappy movies. Anyway, we're canceled. So, Minka, call Derek Jeter and see if he'll take you back. And the other two, whose names I can't remember, hopefully you can get on next year's Dancing with the Stars. Thank you, angels. Hi, welcome to the Homeless Depot. Can I help you? Yes, uh, I'm looking for something in a refrigerator. Box. Well, we just got a shipment of a Mana French Door refrigerator freezers. Wow, two-story and really spacious. I'll take it. Wait, do you have the matching range box? Kids moving back in with you? Yeah, they got foreclosed too. (laughs) (laughs) At Homeless Depot, we know that during these tough economic times, nothing is more important than a big, sturdy box. And we have them. All the top brands at low, low prices. Homeless Depot. Well, he could almost taste the money, but he was sitting in a den of thieves, looking for the great awakening, trying to find a way to leave. But that's when he got religion, and the light went on inside. He said, somebody up there likes me, now he's working for the
again for another look at the Patriot Guys. The Patriot Guys. Here we go. Yes, a salute. Our salute to those who love America and are just so patriotic they, they can't help themselves, you know. House Republicans, this, this time out, this week, House Republicans took the government to the brink of a shutdown last spring by demanding across-the-board budget cuts to many vital programs instead of focusing on job creation. All right, that's just a fact, as Americans wanted them to do. The GOP turned its attention to slashing funds for programs that funded assistance for women and children, local law enforcement, the social safety net, environmental protections, and many other programs they deemed as either too expensive or unnecessary. When challenged on why they hadn't made the effort to tackle high unemployment, Republicans insisted that their slash and burn budget cuts were meant to create jobs. Remember that? <laughs> well, not all of those cuts made it through, but the GOP succeeded in passing massive spending reductions as part of a continuing resolution that kept the government operating. And according to a new report from the Center for American Progress, Scott Lilly, those uh, cuts didn't result in the job creation boom that Republicans insisted would follow. No. Instead, it has done just the opposite, as those cuts will result in the destruction of roughly 370,000 jobs. Thank you very much. The Patriot guys and bringing jobs to America. You got to love them. You got to love them. And then once, of course, everybody's unemployed, then they're just a bunch of deadbeats, especially if they go protest about being a. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Thank you. All right. Do we have any time for politics? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there's been so much other stuff to cover. Now we had the economy, of course, the Occupy Wall Street thing. Well, uh, Herman Cain. You got to talk about Herman Cain because in the national poll, Herman Cain is ahead and pulling away. You look at the different state polls; Mitt Romney's ahead in all of them. I mean, at least the primary, the uh, the first primary states, uh, Mitt Romney is ahead in those polls. When you look at Iowa, you look at New Hampshire, especially, and then onward, South Carolina, Florida. Well, he's ahead of Herman Cain. So I I, I don't know what to make of this. <laughs> but Herman Cain, uh, the former pizza executive. And his presidential campaign, he has had uh, some problems. Besides the crazy stuff that he says, he's had some other problems. One of them is foreign policy. 
All right, he's made several mistakes about uh, foreign policies, uh, from saying he would negotiate with terrorists to not knowing about the Palestinian right of return. Uh, and he's demonstrated such a lack of depth of knowledge in the area of foreign policy that Newt Gingrich is saying that he's not ready for prime time. Uh, Karl Rove had said that Kane may not be up to the task of being commander-in-chief. Kane's going to get around that. You see, he's a problem solver, is what he is. He solves problems. And, yeah, this is his problem, <laughs> the foreign policy thing. But he says, don't worry about it. He studied up. And now he's ready to go toe-to-toe with the press on matters of national security. I've been studying up on these issues for months. And you were I worried. I now explain right of return <laughs> oh. to any reporter better than they understand oh, right of return. Oh, my goodness because if, you know, you get caught off guard, you go to school and you learn. So I, I challenge them to try to explain that to me. Secondly, to school. I have been consulting with former ambassadors, uh-huh. former national security advisors. Right. I've been sh- consulting with a number of experts oh, good. to get up to good. speed on yeah. some up of the situations we have around the He's world. Up to speed. So I haven't been just sitting still. No. I haven't been just sitting still and not going to school. No, 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 no. He went to school, you see. So what, what are you worried about? No one should be worried about this. He went to school, Herman Cain did, uh, since he admitted that he, you know, since he demonstrated, I should say, that he knew nothing about foreign policy. He's gone to school, and he's learned the name of the, uh, the president of Becky, 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 Becky Stan or something, and now he can go toe-to-toe with people. He knows what the right of return is now, and he knows all of these foreign policy things, and, and no one is going to accuse him of being dumb enough to not study. So, so here you are. You've got a Kane presidency, right? And here he is, the President of the United States, Herman Cain. Uh, Mr. President, what are you going to do about uh, uh, Becky, 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 Stan? I'll, uh, stay right here. I'll be right back. I've got to go Google. Okay. He would come back when he Googles, and I don't know. And then he'll have the problem solved. He is a problem solver, Herman Cain. <laughs> Okay, if he can solve his problems, and maybe he can even solve ours. Who knows, right? Well, a lot of, um, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? Screwballs. That's it. Screwballs running for president of the United States of the Republican Party, none of whom are uh, satisfying the Republican Party very much. Mitt Romney, he can't get the, the arch right-wing nut job con- conservative people. And uh, the rest are divided up, and it's going to be between Mitt Romney and whoever can get the most of the uh, votes. Well, you know, there's just a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, a lot of factors, and we don't know what's going to happen, except that somebody, somebody completely nuts is going to get the nomination for the Republican, uh, Republicans this year. So we don't know. James Carville, the Democratic strategist of lore, uh, has some opinions on the entire field, Herman Cain included, but mainly between... Mitt Romney and Perry, and he has a humorous way of doing it and not mincing any words about it. The man is a serial windsock. Mitt Romney. I mean, any time that you turn around, he's, <laughs> it, it, it's something else. And, it, and once he, he uses any kind of adjective in front of it, you know he's getting ready to flip-flop. So <laughs> if he's very committed to it, that means that he's going to change positions. And if he's 110% for something, that means that he's well, changing positions. Well, that's right. That's I, right. I, can't, I can't imagine. I mean, Rick Perry's completely blown himself up. There's, there's zero chance that, that, that Herman Gaines will be in. I mean, I, Unless, the only thing Zero. that I can see is the Republicans just don't like him enough that he can't accumulate 
half the delegates as he goes through this, that, that these candidates just keep going and, and, and keep becoming such an irritant that he can't close a deal, but that's almost impossible to imagine. The best thing Rick Perry could do for himself and his family and his friends is just get out the race and go back to Texas. This man is, is evidently not up to this. No. He had plenty of chances to do it. He did. He can't debate. He can't give a speech. He can't hold a position paper. He can't go on television. He's got he could have $150 million in the bank. He is incapable of running for president. He can't do the things that are necessary to run for president. He's behind Newt Gingrich in the polls now. He's just in something that, that, that he should have never gotten into. He's in over his head. He's right. It's not just evident to me. It's evident to 95% of the Republicans. And no I don't know what's going to happen. If Romney, if Romney just is able to go over 50%, I guess there's nothing to stop him. But there's great resistance. Every time you see these polls, Romney can't get above 25%. They don't want to be for Romney. It is perfectly clear. Everybody goes up, everybody goes down, Romney stays the same. I come down on the fact, I, I saw him smoking a cigarette. If that guy wasn't drunk, I hadn't taken a drink they in my life. He was he could be. I mean, he wasn't just, he was, he, he, he was drunk or stoned. He was he had some kind of chemical in him, I guarantee you that. I mean, it was quite funny. It, 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 and, and Herman Cain says funny things. Herman Cain is not going to be the Republican nomination for president. Okay. I mean, he's what he is is a, a national distraction, and maybe not a bad one in the middle of this horrific recession. <laughs> but it, let's be real. Sherlock Holmes tells Watson, when you eliminate the impossible, all you're left with is the improbable. <laughs> Hello, Mitt. <laughs> yeah, right. And, and, and uh, I think he uh, Carville believes that Mitt Romney is going to be the one. But he, but but a very accurate portrayal, I believe in a colorful uh, sort of way from James Carville about the Republican field. These people are nuts. They're going to get us all killed. Terry Fox Live brought to you by frugalandfree.com. You want to stop by today at Frugal and Free on uh, Facebook, Frugal and Free at Twitter as well, and save even more money than you have to do already. Terry Fox Live, you can find us everywhere. Over the weekend, I want you to go and bookmark all these things or save them or or, would, or subscribe, whatever you got to do. We're at uh, Blogspot, CarryFoxLive.blogspot.com. We're at Facebook, CarryFoxLive, and uh, on Twitter as well, at CarryFoxLive. Podomatic, CarryFoxLive.podomatic.com. You want to subscribe there and help us in the ratings? Yes, you do. You do want to help. I know you do. <laughs> and thank you for letting me spew as I do. Until next time, this is Kerry Fox saying. Yeah, maybe one just So you had, you had some Republicans in Congress who fought us tooth and nail to protect the status quo and to keep these tax dollars flowing to the big banks instead of going to middle class families. One of them said changing it would be an outrage. The real outrage was letting banks keep these subsidies while students were working three jobs just to try to get by. That was the outrage. Today, I'm here to announce that we're going to speed things up. 